0: If someone out there wants to find a job, it's like, do the work first and then the right person will find you, right? Because those people- come to you. The opportunities
1: right. come to you rather than you applying to jobs. Right. And it's a lot easier to get a job if Wait. the employer comes to you first.
0: Well it, well, it sounds arrogant, right? Like, oh, just do good work and people will, will come to you. But like, I, I I mean that because like the people that are the smartest and most the most in the know, like they're looking and they will- reach out to you you know and
1: they'll only do that if they think there's something in our right welcome to the bitcoin talent co podcast where we interview entry-level to c-level executives about working in the bitcoin industry learn about their interview process what they do day-to-day at their bitcoin job and advice for current job seekers looking to work full-time in bitcoin hope you enjoy Hello, and welcome to the Bitcoin Talent Co. podcast. I'm your host, Eric Podwajski. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Luke Broyles, who is an advisor at the Bitcoin Advisor, and as well as working on some really cool Bitcoin side projects himself. So this episode, we're gonna go through his personal journey, You know, breaking into the Bitcoin industry, really making a big splash, I'd say, over this past year, building up his network, now getting a job full-time in this space. And we're gonna end with uh, some open positions Luke's gonna be hiring for and how you can get in touch with Luke and possibly start working with him. So this is going to be a fun episode of everything jobs and Bitcoin related. So Luke, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me. Yep, it's one of the questions <laughs> I get all the time. I've already gotten it once today. Um, of Luke, how do we get a job in the Bitcoin space? Like when, when someone's a Bitcoiner, it's like one of the things they ask the most. And so this is finally the podcast where I'll, I'll be sharing what I'm doing. I've not done this yet, so this is my first one. So, cause Eric, you're the, actually, it was funny. Actually. Okay. Pe- pe- people aren't going to believe me, but actually it was funny. So you messaged me on Twitter. This was like a couple months ago that we scheduled this now. And you said, Hey, you should come on the show. Cause you share your story, whatever, like what you just said, basically. And I was going to message you that evening. I-, I told you that in that DM, I think, but, um, uh, I was like, Hey, I wanted to talk to you cause I have these positions I need people for. And I know you're the Bitcoin jobs guy. so." There you go. Um, anyway, it, it was funny. We were thinking of each other. So yeah, conversation Conversation's meant to be, I think.
1: I think so, so, too. I think so. Yeah. Yep. And we're both in our 20s as well. We're both ear guys, you know, starting our careers. So we might not have all the resources that maybe some other people do, yet we were still able to find our way in this new emerging industry. So, I mean, if we could do it, that just shows anyone listening, I think, can do it as well. Uh, yeah. So before we get to the job stuff, Luke, I'm curious, what were you doing before Bitcoin?
0: Oh, sorry. You still there? Cut out for a second. Yeah, I did.
1: Cut out. Yep. No, All I, right, I, I sorry, yeah. You. yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was curious before you got into the Bitcoin space and it took over your mm. entire world. What were you doing before that?
0: Yeah, I, I was in the filmmaking world primarily. Um, r- real estate too, but r- real estate and filmmaking are my big two um, things. Uh, filmmaking for much longer. Um telling sto- you know telling stories short films feature films documentaries um you know i i guess i don't talk about that too much uh mm-hmm. online but uh, yeah funny enough here i am full circle now i make bitcoin videos and content and funny enough is that now that i'm in bitcoin i make way more videos and content than i ever did like on my own like i make probably you know at least 10 times the content that i ever used to and uh, you know granted you know making youtube videos uh, takes a lot lower budget than making you know feature films or narrative films but um you know all i have to say is that yeah it's funny how full circle the storytelling aspect has really come back to benefit me which we'll talk more in later uh, cuz i think that really has benefited me but uh, that that's my main background yep then i Got then i found yep then i found bitcoin and um
1: here i am I echo that. Yeah. Same with me. Like I started writing Bitcoin content the last two years or so and just snowballed on itself. And I just really fell in love with it. And yeah, since then, just keep going and you just keep exploring new ideas in the space. It's just a never ending pit of content that you could talk about regarding Bitcoin. So if you're in the space and you're looking to get your name out there, number one piece of advice, start making content, man. It's just so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's go over to Bitcoin now. What's your what's the Bitcoin story? How do you go from yeah, not, film and I mean, real not estate or either? You know,
0: not everyone wants to have their face out there and on camera, right? But you know, just whatever they're doing, just start, right? I mean, even if it's not content, just it, it, it's the same. I, I say all the time in my videos, it's like I, I'm really not educating people about Bitcoin. Like my real goal is like helping people with psychological stuff, right? Again, it's all storytelling. It's all getting over psychology, right? Like th- their problem is not that they don't understand Bitcoin. Their problem is that they're scared to start, right? Or that they think that they can't start because a whole Bitcoin's 40 grand. And how am I going to have 40 grand to buy a whole Bitcoin to start? Right? Like they don't understand. You can start with a dollar, right? And the same way it's like, you know, you don't have to do all this stuff. Like just start. Right? I mean, and I think mm-hmm. that's the, my big strength this year is I'm just go, go, go and um i iterate 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 and i don't know i i think i've uh, done a good bit this year and i attribute it not to any special skill i just attribute it to that that i was like okay only way to get to whole coin is a sat at a time right
1: so yeah that's so true man yeah i think you've exemplified that great over the past year like i said put in the work Put your content out there. Uh, It's been very enjoyable for me, too, as well, just as a consumer, just to follow through. Yeah, everything comes down (laughs) to storytelling, really. Uh, I'm curious then. So someone listening right now, you know, they want to work in the Bitcoin space. Maybe they haven't made any content yet. How did you get over that hump to start putting your ideas out there and start talking about Bitcoin in the public domain?
0: Oh, I I didn't think anybody would care. Um, I made my first. You didn't
1: have any fear.
0: I know. I didn't care i mean anyone can go on youtube i i made a couple old youtube videos i deleted them because they weren't good and i don't agree with um everything i said in there now but but the first youtube videos on my youtube channel they're still public it's like if you want to learn go watch those right i mean yeah my first six videos they range from like 20 to 90 minutes i think um they were not great uh you know quality's not great um you know, but I think if one were to go back now and watch those videos, I've not watched them forever, but, but I, I mean, I think if you go back, you would see that it's like literally the same thing I talk about now, you know, and like those videos got maybe a dozen views like put together, like nobody cared or maybe more like 50 views put together. I don't know, but like less than 100 views, those six videos got put together like in their first couple of months. Uh, or first month and a half that they were posted, right? And, I mean, you could watch them. Now they've got, you know, like three to 10,000 views each. Like, I mean, they're not great videos, but people still watch them. But mm. I made the videos because I had to, right? Um, you know, I, I think I, I actually recorded a, um, I, I actually recorded a off the cuff YouTube video a few days ago. Um, I, I I recently pulled an all nighter for no reason, just, Just because I couldn't stop working. I was going to go to bed, had full intention to. There's no reason. But I was just so excited. I I just kept editing and making videos, catching up on emails, paperwork, work for the Bitcoin advisor. And so, you know, I did like a whole day and night and then a day of work. And it occurred to me on one of my last calls, or not one of my last calls, but on one of the calls on that second day that. You know, a client who's a friend of mine now, you know, we were just chatting, shooting the breeze for, you know, a little while. And he was telling me about, you know, him and his family. I told him my update and, you know, it kind of hit me then. It hits me once in a while, but it's like, I, I don't feel like I have a choice. I just do it. Um, I you know. So
1: agree like, I agree 100 percent flat out and I found, that, and that, I found um, that feeling only when I started working in Bitcoin, uh, I worked I, in I, an well, engineering I, I job, I did not feel that at all. But now it's <laughs> like if I have a 409 I can do it. No problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm not saying it to brag. Like I'm, p- most people shouldn't work like that. I, I often wish I couldn't, but you know, many nights I just can't sleep just cause I keep thinking about stuff. I to work stuff. I want to do. And so, you know, you know, there are ways to manage that. you go on a walk exercise, you know, distract myself, but, um, you know, try to go mm-hmm. to bed. But, but my, my, my larger point there is that that's still true for me today that I just keep going. Cause I can't stop. um, and it's often too much, um, but that's how it was for those first six YouTube videos too. Which is I made them. I didn't think anyone would watch them. I didn't think anyone would care. Like they got a hundred views between them. Like those probably four or five hours of content put together, like a continuous slideshow. Like I think it was, I, I think it was good content, even if the quality wasn't good. And people don't care. And so then, in January, like a month and a half later, I posted my first thread on Twitter, on january 16th 17th whatever it was and literally same day it like blew up and i was like holy cow i've done in-person bitcoin presentations and nobody cared i've done the youtube videos and nobody cared i post the same exact content the same sl- slides to the same story mm. on twitter and now people care like you know i got a couple hundred thousand views and like a day or whatever and like within like within 24 hours post. that night was an all-nighter too by the way (laughs) i don't know how often i've told people that but that first night after that first twitter thread blew up i couldn't sleep that night again not because i was like woohoo party mode but just like i was just like kind of frozen in stasis like in shock of like oh wow this that like people actually care about this right And, and it wasn't just the views like it was that the comments people were leaving i was like wait a second. Up to this point, I thought, people don't care what a 24, at the time, 23-year-old would have to say about Bitcoin. Like, what does he know? He doesn't have any money. He doesn't have any experience, you know? Mm. Like, there were typos in my thread, right? I thought, who's going to care? But it was that night I realized, wait a second, this is a fresh perspective. And I was like, you idiot, Luke. It's like, of course people want it. It's, it's you know, everything's storytelling, new technology. It's all story. This is a part of human race. Okay. Yep. And so then I was like, okay, I, let me work on my next thread and see if it does as well, right? I didn't think it would do as well. And it did better. The next one I posted a week later did even better. And so I was like, okay, yeah, this is people need to hear. I, I'm clearly offering a perspective people don't hear. Because to me, I thought every Bitcoin perspective had been shared, but I guess that wasn't true, right? That's and very like, false. There's a lot more to be shared. Yeah, still. I know. I know it's, I know it's false, like but myself. even me, no. Mr. Big Storyteller guy, you know, yeah. I didn't think anyone would care. And that's just because that worldview is validated by nobody on YouTube cared, nobody in my personal presentations cared, you know, nobody in my family cared, you know, I'd email Mm -hmm. friends, family, churches, people like trying to get people to understand nobody cared. And so I figured in Twitter, nobody cared either, but for whatever reason, Twitter popped off. So I figured what the question was at this point, but I guess my advice for people is like, just take the same message and put it on different platforms. Cause like, I mean, you might be doing great stuff, but you just don't know. Like, I mean, you know, I posted on YouTube. That's so true. Yeah,
1: I see that two on people my cared. audiences as posted well. Posted on
0: Twitter, thousand people in 24 hours cared. right? I mean, mm. you know, now with that said, you know, if it's not working in any platform, change it. Um, you know, but the, but the beautiful thing is that, you know, no one will remember you for the bad work you do because nobody's going to click on it in the first place, right? Yeah. i like made bad.
1: When you first yeah. started coming up with your content, how did you decide on what ideas you want to put out in the world? And then, where do you take the content once you realize what resonated, what didn't resonate? Like, how do you decide what to talk about regarding Bitcoin?
0: It it's hard because um, not hard, it's frustrating um, because my message um, gets changed by the audience, and then you know Mm -hmm. my message changes the audience, right? So one of my biggest fears is that um, that feedback loop will change my message or change my incentives right it's one of the mm-hmm. reasons you know people criticize me all the time for being open about my faith or whatever but i mean to, to be blunt that's one of the reasons why i do it right it's not it's not even for you or for others it's for me right like i knew yep. like i want to be completely up front this is my name this is my face this is what i believe this is my worldview like i knew i have to do this now at the start because if i don't then i might feedback myself into a trap, right? I mean, by the way, this is why many Bitcoiners go down the altcoin route in their content creation. It's not that they had like this grand plan to like rug pool their followers. It's just that as the bull market occurs and the share of their fan base grows into the altcoin sector, it's like the audience impacts the worldview of the content creator, and that you know, vice versa. And before you know it, most of your audience believes something that you don't necessarily believe with full heartedly, and now you're stuck yeah. now you're forced yeah. like either I gotta change my beliefs or i gotta escape right and it's not even necessarily something that's conscious like they might subconsciously change their beliefs right i mean it, it, this isn't true with just you know bitcoin content it's like everywhere right i mean this is how celebrities and others like rise to fame and they fall it's just like you know it's a feedback loop right so to answer your question how i decide is largely a result of that i it's do lots authentic. of it, I, I do lots of iterations right mm-hmm. um lots of iterations and i'm always studying what's working what's not working what message is working what's not which is why i was so surprised that first twitter thread my very first ever twitter thread um blew up because i was like holy cow did i get this right on the first time like come on, this has got to be yeah. a one-off and then the second one was good too so i was like you know crap i just hit the lottery uh exactly. or, or, the, or the content that, that's lottery right right
1: there yeah yeah, yeah signal that right. the content is resonating yeah. when it but pops i mean off. T-
0: yeah i mean to be fair like it's the message I cared about the most. So people interpreted that passion. So it does make sense. But I mean, how I decide is just that feedback loop, you know, and if you're going to cater to an audience as brutal as it is to say, you got to cater to their wants. Um, almost all my stuff is clickbait. People would Hmm. call it. Um, but that's just reality. You know, I, I've, I, you know, made a bunch of videos and fundraised for, um, a mission organization, Uh, of installing stoves for children in Guatemala that I'm going on next February. Uh, You know, 50 bucks, uh, $50 U.S. would cover a stove for a kid, change their life, get them better education, um, prevent them from breathing in, you know, dangerous smoke all the time. But the reality is nobody cared, right? I mean, because it's not clickable. You know, people don't want to click on a video about how $50 can change a kid's life in the next 15, 20 years and prevent them from getting cancer and giving them more calories every day, they want to click a video about how $50 is going to get them rich, right? Um, so that that's the reality. I think that's that, human
1: nature, by the way. I think there's something in us, though. Right. Like, we all, we're all we all individualistic, right. looking out for ourselves. So. Right.
0: Yeah, and, and that's my point, is that, you know, half the time I get criticism that, oh, everything I do is clickbait number go up. Oh, you don't understand Bitcoin. You're still picking up the, fiat terms. <laughs> because people don't understand. It's like, you have to start with the hook, and then you get people to the end point, right? You can't start out saying, hey, you can change a kid's life by giving them a stove or by helping them adopt Bitcoin. It's like, no, you can get rich from Bitcoin and everyone else gets better off, too, because real wealth is in prosperity gains. Right. So anyway, all I say is, like, you know, I'm the same way is that I make lots of content that is humanitarian esque. You could say that fundraiser, other videos, people from all around the world, uh, you know, people that don't have big names, let's say in the bitcoin space but are doing really cool stuff and unfortunately those get not even a tenth of views as the bitcoin going to a million dollars or bitcoin going to a billion dollars right so i I think that's something to keep in mind is that if you're gonna make content you gotta that's just reality like if you want to do it you gotta cater to what people want and that's not compromising your morals it's like if you're saying something that you think is true then you don't have to like i genuinely do think bitcoin's going to millions of dollars and so I don't have to feel scammy or scummy by saying that, you know. Now mm-hmm. I would not do clickbait of saying Bitcoin's going to a hundred grand US next month, right? Because that to me is compromise giving morals, right? So I I guess my encouragement there is that if you're gonna make content, cater to people's cater to people's desires, but of course never compromise your morals, right? Like don't say things that you think are untrue or that you can't back up, right? Because number one you're compromising your morals and that's wrong, obviously. But then number two is that, you know, ironically, the content will be as good, right? Because you don't have the evidence to back it up. You don't have the conviction and the passion and belief to back it up. Right. So yep. that, that for me, that's just what I do. I, I leverage um, clickbait and getting people interested, um, hopefully to leave the lasting impression of something beyond themselves, change, you know, an emotion, a perspective, and, I, I do my best to do that. So, And I know I'm doing it right when half of my haters and feedback say, you know, oh, talk less about religion, humanitarian stuff or helping out you know, more about Bitcoin price. And the other half say, oh, Luke, why do you keep setting Bitcoin price? You, you don't understand that Bitcoin's going up forever. Ha, ha, what, what a fiat mentality. You get? You know, wh- when you've got about half and half, I know I'm doing it about right.
1: Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, I'll give you one more data point from uh, outside view, too. I think you're doing okay. the right thing. So keep doing you, man hey guys real quick as a bitcoin focused recruiting firm our goal at bitcoin talent co is to bring as many professionals into the bitcoin industry as possible since we don't run ads our one ask is to rate review and share this podcast with friends and family so more people can find this show thanks and now back to the interview yeah so i want to transition now over So the first 15 minutes of the show we were talking about like kind of your coming up journey getting your name out there putting content out there um Now I want to shift over to how you got a job in the Bitcoin industry. So after a year plus, whatever, making Bitcoin content, I'm sure you've had multiple opportunities come your way. I'm sure you've also reached out to companies looking to get some work in the space. Tell me the process of like, how did you get in contact with the Bitcoin advisor team? And how did that go down? How did you guys start networking together? And eventually, how did that turn into a a full-time position?
0: Yep. I was working at one um, Bitcoin company earlier this year um i uh, it it was kind of a mutual thing uh where parted ways um you know i i guess won't say who that was uh then i considered two jobs at two other bitcoin companies um but all the way bitcoin advisor kind of stood out to me um really i credit it all to peter um peter i met him in february um peter is the the peter Dunworth. peter Dunworth. Yeah. yeah it's his company um he, I guess the applicable advice is find the right person. Um, Peter messaged me after my first podcast, uh, ever about Bitcoin. It was on Joe Burnett's show, um, which actually mm-hmm. gets to a larger point. Like, I would say take everything seriously, right? I mean, on one hand, nobody's going to care if you do a bad job because no one will click on it and no one will remember you did a bad job. But I knew starting out, like, I want every thing I do to be top notch, right? Like first time. You know, so that first thread blew up. I was like, okay, the next thread has to be just as good, right? Like if it's gonna work, it has to be just as good, if not better. And so it turned out it was. People loved it even more. And then, you know, I go on Joe Burnett's show uh back in January of of this year, 2023, and this is my first Bitcoin podcast. And I was like, I gotta kill it, right? You know, no pressure, because if I screw up, no one's gonna remember. But if I kill it and this is my first podcast I know it'll be great, right? And that first podcast mm-hmm. is how, you know, then Preston Pish reached out to me. And he's like, dude, who the heck are you? This is your first podcast. Just <laughs> killed it. Come on my show. I was like, okay, great. And I go on Preston's show. You know, in my opinion, that did really well, perhaps even better on Preston's show. I mean, it was my, it, that was like my third Bitcoin podcast ever. And that turned out, I think it's like the fifth most viewed podcast Preston's ever done on Bitcoin so like I was crazy man so I was thrilled with that right so I guess maybe that's a piece of advice is that you know if you're looking for that job like and you're just starting it's like you know it's not obviously if you do mediocre content that's fine Like, like don't have that pressure I'm not trying to add more pressure but it's like if you could like do a slam dunk the first time and then do a slam dunk the second time like I think I think people really notice that and so anyway after that first podcast with Joe, not only did Preston reach out to me, but um Peter uh Peter uh Dunworth reached out to me too. He found my email somehow, actually. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, which was like, Oh, okay, I don't know you. Like, I have no idea who you are. Are you going to hurt me? <laughs> you know, I didn't know who he was at the time, but he reached out and yeah. said Uh well, I don't know. Um I don't I don't know if I, um Peter's not here, but um but long story short, Peter was like you're you know I'm, I'm really glad you're here. Um, I really just want to meet you. And I suspect we'll be working together at some point. And, you know, at the time, he was one of the first people that did that. Um, and to be honest, it's why i met the Bitcoin Advisor is because I think Peter, and I'm not saying this arrogantly that, oh, Peter saw something in me. But I, I think it's true that Peter, I think, is like three years ahead of the rest of the space, right? I, I just think it's true. I think he's brilliant. Um, he's got a quarter of a century experience in high net worth mm-hmm. family office planning. So I, I just think he sees around curves really well, and I think that's what gives his company, Bitcoin Advisor, such an advantage, um, among other things. But, but anyway, point being is that um, I think he saw in that first interview with Joe exactly what a good fit was. He's like, this kid is young. He can tell a story. Um, hmm. you know, at the time, you know, there was a lot I had to learn and I, I think I've gotten a lot better since then, but basically Peter saw the opportunity then. So I guess my encouragement is if someone out there wants to find a job is like, do the work first and then the right person will find you, right? Because those people, come to you. the opportunities
1: right. come to you rather than you applying to jobs, right? And it's a lot easier to get a job if Wait. the employer comes to you first. <laughs>
0: Well it, well, it sounds arrogant, right? Like, oh, just do good work and people will will come to you. But, like, I, I mean that because, like, the people that are the smartest and most the most in the know, like, they're looking and they will reach out to you, you know, and they'll only do that if they think there's something there, right? So, anyway, Peter reaches out to me in February, and, you know, over the course of the following six months, I vet him more, I vet the company more, I get more accustomed to the idea, and then by... Like late July, I was sold. I was like, mm, "Yeah, this is a big idea," and most Bitcoiners don't understand this yet, and and they don't. You know, most people don't even realize. Anyway, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I'd say for those, you know, if if you want to get a Bitcoin job, it's just like, do your best, provide value, try to be unique and different, uh, differentiate yourself, create a skill set nobody else needs. Um, you know, be patient. I I am very fortunate that my first thread blew up so well, but I mean, keep in mind that. My first videos did not. My first presentations in real life did not. Like, I mean, you know, like it it could go either way for you, right? Maybe your first thing does super great. Maybe it doesn't. um, But uh, ultimately, in the end, it doesn't matter. And when that first piece of content does do really well, you know, don't squander that. You know, I mean, keep reiterating and keep doing it and keep doing it better and keep doing different things, right? That's another thing, too, I think I had an advantage with is that it wasn't just me saying the same points over and over again. Um, You know, it's a variety of things, right? Like my second thread was entirely different in tactic strategy and curb appeal than the first one. And I think that's partially why I did so well. Cause it's like, if it was the same thing, just with different visuals or different perspective, like, you know, it probably wouldn't have done as well. But I think when people can see your range, you know, so it's like, yes, be hyper-specific in the value you can provide, but, also shows some range. I mean, I don't know, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like a lot of devices is counterintuitive, right? It's like, you know, oh, try to have it think once at once, but it takes time it's really. You know, try good to have range to be it. specific. It's yeah,
1: it's really yeah. good for people to hear this. Um, I wish I heard this when I started making content. Everything yeah. you're saying, Luke, is exactly what I have experienced over the last few years. Once I started making content, that's how my current co-founder reached out to me, came to me yeah. and said, I have this idea for a Bitcoin company. It seemed very aligned with what I was doing. I was like, let's do it. Um, so yeah, it, take what Luke is saying. It's not BS. It's all truth. And you will, once you start putting content out there, um, the opportunities start coming to you, like how Peter did with the Bitcoin advisor, which is yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Tell me yeah. some more about the Bitcoin advisor. What exactly is the company <laughs> and what products and services do you guys provide?
0: Yeah. We don't offer a product strictly service. Um, we help, People set up multi sig vaults for themselves and their future generations. So, I'm of the personal belief single sig is great. I think it's going to do really well and explode in adoption. But I think the real future is multi sig and then obviously eventually layer two stuff, right? But most people are never going to touch single sig. Most people won't even touch multi sig. Um, but I think we're at the very beginning of the multi-sig adoption curve. I think we're partway through the single-sig adoption curve, and then obviously layer two, it's like five years out from beginning, right, at least. Um, So point being is that I I think there's a huge opportunity multi-sig in general. Uh, The Bitcoin Advisor specifically though, the advantage is that it is a service provider uh, with zero single point of failure for clients um, for their vaults, right? So there's no singular point of failure uh, country, corporation, signing device, location, person, entity—you know, top down, left right, and every which way—you um, know, Bitcoin Advisor, in my opinion, offers the best multi sig service in the world, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, it, it's a pleasure to be there because basically my job is to help people withdraw coins from exchanges, right? Like, hey, someone calls me up, Luke, I've got coins of Coinbase, I've got coins of Binance. I don't know why I have coins on exchanges, which is a side note. If you're watching this, you should take your coins off exchanges. If your coins yes, are sir. still on exchange, why are you watching this podcast? Um, but um, And if you need help doing that, you can contact me at the Bitcoin Advisor. Um, <laughs> but, but point being is that a lot of these people um, know the importance of self-custody, but they don't know where to start. And so hmm. it's helping people take that first step, taking their coins off exchanges, helping them set up retirement accounts with real Bitcoin, right? Um, Helping them convert paper Bitcoin into real Bitcoin. Um, A lot of times these are high net worth people that want a custody diversification, right? So maybe, you know, like, you know, people, many people right now, most Bitcoiners have single point of failure, right? Most Bitcoiners are on exchanges and don't understand self custody, but even most people that do understand self custody, which is maybe ten percent of you know the other amount, most of them have only single sig and they haven't yet thought through the risks to them right like what happens okay. if you're hit by a bus what happens to your wife? what happens to your kids right what happens to your business you know like what happens if you know you're older and you suddenly have you know dementia or something and you forget where your seed phrase is right I mean what happens if you know you've got a hundred thousand dollars of Bitcoin? on a single seed phrase in your house and someone you know your neighbor or maybe one of the people who tried to orange pill like their cousins friends a strange brother or something like figures out you've got bitcoin hey he's probably got like six seven figures of bitcoin they break in your house they take your seed phrase your bitcoin's gone right i mean Mm -hmm. or let's say what if you're using ledger you know oof, big oof right i mean there are numerous single points of failure that people have with single SIG. And so more and more Bitcoiners are starting to realize, oh, I need collateral custody, multi SIG as a diversification. You know, maybe I keep half single SIG half with that. Right. So that if I lose everything, I'm not totally screwed. Right. Unfortunately, those stories all over Twitter, you know, I won't give any specific examples, but I mean, it's true, right? People say, Hey, I just lost 15 coins. I just lost five coins. I just lost 25 coins. I just lost two coins. Right. I mean, for, some people, like, that's everything, right? And they have their entire really? life's savings on 12 words. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's great. You know, fundamentally, long answer short, the problem Bitcoin solved was that it removed single point of failure from the currency level, right? We've gone from political money, political currency, to now political money. Okay, Bitcoin solved the single point of failure problem at the currency level. And so the new greatest economic problem on the planet is how do we custody that Bitcoin in a zero-point-of-failure custody model, right? That's the new mm-hmm. problem. Like, that's how big of a deal yeah. it is. But for the last 3,000 years, that the problem was political money. Bitcoin solved that. The new biggest problem is custody with zero single-point-of-failure. And I think collateral custody multisig is the current most promising solution for that.
1: It's true, and the, the the standard used to be signal sig. I mean, five six years ago or so, like multi sig wasn't really as popular. Uh, maybe with the hardcore bitcoiners, sure. So I think that it, the bitcoin space ever evolving, and I think the bitcoin advisor right now is in very unique position to um, help those that just started buying bitcoin but aren't really bitcoiners yet. Maybe don't don't have the the knowledge or the time energy to take us through their assets. So it's it's the perfect timing for you guys to be doing this. I'm so glad you guys are doing this because personally, that just means my Bitcoin will go up in worth because it's in self custody and yep. these exchanges can't steal it from their customers, which right. we've seen over the last couple of years. So my, thank you for my, doing my that. My
0: job is number go up, right? Yes. You know, every coin I help get
1: off the exchange. Too, honestly.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, all of us, all, <laughs> all of us, jobs. right? Yeah. All of our jobs is number go up. You know, I mean, yeah. I'd like to say I've got the most direct number go up though, right? I've literally, you know, Handholding people, of taking coins. <laughs> yeah, I, sure, I'm not saying sure. my work's more important. It's it's just it's funny. We, we love it's to joke still a about cool that. Pretty cool job. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I wanted to before we shift over to the last part of the podcast sure. here. Before we started talking, or before we started hit record, um, we were talking about maybe posi- uh, some positions that the Bitcoin Advisor will be hiring for in the near future, or maybe even be hiring for right now. Can you yeah. go through those with me? What are you guys looking um, to get?
0: Yeah, the Bitcoin advisor is hiring like crazy um, behind the scenes. There's so much coming down the line, I can't say, but people are going to be shocked. <laughs> you know, people keep saying, oh, Bitcoin advisor, it's a little company. Nobody understands it. like, yeah, not for long. Um, but yeah, Bitcoin advisor is growing like crazy because demand is skyrocketing. It's absolutely absurd. Um, you know, so we're hiring like crazy. Um, and then myself, as in Luke Broyles, a person, not Luke Broyles, Bitcoin advisor. I, I'm also, you know, bringing people on to, my team you know and hopefully paid work so both for if people want to learn about how to get involved with the bitcoin advisor or if they want to get involved with me like seriously i'm hiring uh you know i need help um you
1: know <laughs> yeah, it's, let's, it's, let's talk about it some more let's yeah, stick with the bitcoin advisor yeah yeah
0: yeah so i was going to say that for either of those just email me luke at the com. that's advisor with an er hmm. um so either for looking for work at bitcoin advisor or for helping me out just Email me there. and we'll get going there. I may not get to I may not get back to you right away. Um but I'll, yeah. I'll get back to you ASAP and um
1: yeah. I,
0: I'm cool. I'm, try, I'm trying with to uh big advisors. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Who exactly are you looking for? What type of positions are you guys looking to fill?
0: Uh advisors. Um anyone so just that, more advice. Yeah. anyone that has a heart of a teacher that is a people person that can handle a wide range of emotion in a given day that is techno. uh is Technically literate in Bitcoin self custody and willing to learn. Anyway, anyway, of that,
1: any jurisdiction too. Yep. Oh, great. So yep. anyone listening right now, you are anyone in the world if you understand multisig. Yep. Um, yep. And if you leave. don't
0: understand it yet, that's fine. You know, we'll take three or four months to teach you. You'll go slow. You'll go steady, and then and then eventually, you know. But my, my encouragement is that whether you're going to work for me, you're going to work for Bitcoin Advisor, you can do anything. It's like now's the time. To get plugged in because, you know, that's one of my biggest fears is that in six months, I'm not going to have time. We're not going to have the time to bring more people on and train them because demand yep. will just
1: be too crazy, right? So That's um, a really good point. I think right now is the perfect time. Maybe you have a couple months after the halving in 2024. Yeah. After that, companies are going to be so busy. Uh, yep. Good luck trying to get in with a company that yep. yep. so is the golden opportunity.
0: Right now, all the Bitcoin companies are super cash poor right now, like really cash poor. But in a year, they'll be time poor. There'll be more money than any of us can imagine, but there'll just be no time. Yeah.
1: I, I, would, so. I would push back a little bit on that. I think they're coming yeah. out of being uh, cash poor. Finally, the price is going back. The, yeah, the Bitcoin yeah. companies are finally coming out of being cash poor, which means they have more money to be hiring. Yeah, so we are I, seeing that happening. There is an uptick happening.
0: Yeah, there is an uptick, but I mean, you know, there is an uptick, but it comes slowly, right? I mean, keep in mind, Bitcoin price has been going up for a year, and we're only just seeing, you know, this uptick starting, right? Um yeah. You know, I mean, really, really, I've only seen the uptick in the last three months maybe, so, you know, if you want to say there's at least a six-month lag, I mean, which actually is how bear markets work too, right? You know, everyone at the top gets over-leveraged, they hire too many people, uh, you know, there's too much debt, they spend too much too much CapEx, and then, you know, price starts going down. And that's how you bear markets, right? So bull markets start when price starts going up before the lag catches up. And then bear markets start when everyone gets overextended and, Mm -hmm. you know, then price goes down. That's spot on.
1: I think we saw exactly that happen in 2021. Bitcoin companies hired like crazy during the bull, or sorry, right after the halving bull run, then had to lay off like crazy right after the peak. Laggy, but, so.
0: Which, to, to be a little more pessimistic, you know, we just laid out the optimistic reason to start looking for work now. But the pessimistic reason is that if you get hired in a year, you're going to be the first to go next bear market, right? Sorry, Good but it's true. Um, yeah. So that's another reason why now is the ideal time. Because the people that finally muster up the confidence to send the email or start the work in a year, you know, they'll they'll make a lot of money for a, a year. In that last year, of the bull market, but then they'll have to wait till next right. bear. Right. But the people that start now, you know, I, I think they have a much better shot. So anyway. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah.
1: All right. Cool. So as we wrap up this podcast, coming to the last section here, I did want to talk about your personal projects that you're pursuing in the Bitcoin space yep. and then the positions that you'll be hiring for for those as well. So, yeah. Tell me about what you're working on right now, Luke.
0: Yep. Uh, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give it all away, but I'm working on a pay by hour higher service for Bitcoiners. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I believe the three scarcest thing in Bitcoin, number one, the Bitcoins themselves, number two, block space on the chain chain. And number three is time with Bitcoiners. And so I think next bull market, there's going to be a massive shortage for time with any Bitcoiner, right? You may feel like you don't know or not, but any Bitcoiner I think will be in extremely high demand. So the problem is that I can't, there's only one me. Um, so I can't duplicate myself, um, but I can make a team. Of people that are trustworthy, uh, that are qualified with the heart of a teacher, that will be willing to help people, right? And so my hope is to create this uh, program, and you know, probably by again mid next year to end the bull, and probably even even six months after the bull ends, um, you know, it'll probably just be nonstop, you know, uh, people that need help, right? So if you're out there and you want a way to make money in Bitcoin, uh, again, email me at that email address i gave and even if multi-sig and that kind of thing because you gotta keep my bitcoin advisor is pretty um um what what's the word i'm looking for not strict but uh you know th- there, there's a high there's a high bar um let's say um you know because there's a lot of upfront work that goes involved in educating people um about multi mm-hmm. making sure you know the top tier top quality but um But anyway, that's not saying that the people that work for me are low bar either, but, you know, um, it's just it's just different markets. Right. And so and so with that said, you know, people that are looking for anything, right, whether it's the Bitcoin advisor or if it's just like, hey, I want to be thrown on Luke's Luke's platform and I can talk to people hour by hour and get paid talking to people about Bitcoin, um, you know, helping them understand various parts about Bitcoin, helping them understand uh, what different Mm -hmm. terms mean, you know like if you just want to help with basic intro stuff, right? You know, the Bitcoin advisor is more for advanced bitcoiners uh, it, as far as clients go. They the average client in the Bitcoin advisor is more someone that's like, "Hey, I've got X coins and I want this," right? But the the service that I'm I'm working with is tonight was much more for the newbie, like, "Hey, what does debasement mean?" or like, "Hey, how do we know there're only 21 million Bitcoin?" right? That kind of thing, right? Cuz a lot of these people, you know, I I can't Afford to do consulting calls with them anymore, unfortunately, because yeah. I'm like I have no time, and either I got to skyrocket my rate, and I don't want to do that, because I don't want to feel like I'm gouging them, right? Like I don't feel like that, you know, Like like mm-hmm. if they're super basic, like they don't need to pay 150 bucks an hour just to understand, you know, the very very basics, right? But it's like, anyway, if if people want to be a part of that team where you can make, you know, potentially, eventually, pretty good side income, you know, maybe. Like in the bull market, like even if you just do one call a day, like that could be, you know, extra five hundred bucks a week, maybe, right? I mean, so yep. um so anyway, yeah, uh people listening, I guess that's my encouragement is just keep doing the work, do good work, uh try to have a unique perspective. Um go out and seek work, and I do that also, but also be very keen of people that reach out to you. Um especially those that do so early that go out of their way, like Peter did yeah. he intentionally went out of his way. Um, you know, uh, so anyway, um, yeah, so that'd be my recommendations there. And then if they, if people listening feel that they're technically savvy enough to help people with multi-sig vaults, email me at that email address, Luke at the Bitcoin com. Uh, I'll see what I can do there. And, um, if you want to just have that side income of, um, you know, consulting calls for new coiners. Um, And that sounds like great. I mean, you know, I mean, that's my hope. Everyone watching, they'll have family and friends and coworkers and all these people reaching out to them. Like you might as well monetize it, right? So, yeah. So anyway, those are the things I'm working on. I'm also working on some more niche um, hires too uh, for smaller projects, but those are the big needs um, right now. Um, And then also, you know, of course, if people need help with their own self-custody and they want a multi-sig, of course, they can reach out to me, you know, and then maybe once they set it up, you know, then maybe, you know, maybe they can help others do it, too. So there you go. People. So anyway, you that's have what I got.
1: plenty of options here in the Bitcoin space. Yeah. You can join Luke's company, the Bitcoin advisor, or maybe even come help Luke in a part time fashion, whatever he needs help with. Get your foot in the door um, and just start contributing to the Bitcoin space. You don't know where this space is going to take you. Uh, There's so much exciting things every day. that I just love showing up. It's just great talking to Bitcoiners. Oh, man, I'm just feeling good as we head into this 2024. (laughs) So as we head into 2024, actually, as we wrap this up, I'm curious, Luke, what are you most excited about this next year in the Bitcoin space?
0: Mm.
1: Sounds cliche, but multi-sig.
0: Just more multi-sig? More yeah. People have... Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's partially because I'm involved with it so much. You know, I mean, it's crazy how small that space is. But you know, like as much as Bitcoin's adoption curve is like this, like the multi-sig ones, even even more vertical. Um, hmm. It's just it's it's unbelievable. Like I I I can't believe it. I I can't believe how busy I am and how busy things are. And we're at three-year sentiment lows. I mean, yeah. you know, the new the new all-time high because of debasements, eighty thousand. So it's like, you know, it's no longer 69. It's like 80, 81K. So I'm like, you know, shoot, right. it's just going to be, it's going to be crazy. If we're going to hit 80K. That's going to be the real we'll new all time high going back two years to late 2021. 100K is only a, you know, 25% move from there. Like 100K beyond that, like people going to freak out. When the ETFs shill their ads, people going to freak out. And yeah, it, it's going to be a crazy couple of years. Um, and, I'm just in the last stages. I, I'm I'm trying to have all my big projects done in the next four months. Because um, having. yeah, because then at that point, I'm just gonna be slammed. Um, I'm gonna have no time for more new videos, more you know, hiring people or mm-hmm. going to conferences. I, I barely have time as it is now. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I I, 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 I'm just excited. I, I'm excited for just the absurdity of it all, just like in the vindication. That's the best part too. That'll feel nice too. Yeah, all of it together.
1: Yeah. All right, Luke, I won't hold you any longer. Thank you so much for your time today, man. I think you had such great insights, such great advice for those uh, looking to get jobs in the industry. I think the Bitcoin industry is still so brand new and there's so many opportunities out there for people. You just kind of have to start looking, um, put yourself out there, have opportunities come to you as well. Yeah. Yep, um, yep. Wish you the best going to this having, uh, I'll check up with you maybe later this sh- in 2024 and we'll see where you're at with everything and your personal projects and with the Bitcoin advisor. But until yep. then, thank you so much for your time, Luke.
0: Yep, will do. I hope I'm still hiring then.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, me too. yeah, thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Cheers. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And I really hope you found value in this podcast. If you are a job seeker looking to work for a Bitcoin company, or you're a part of a Bitcoin company and need help with finding talent for your team, please head over our website at www.bitcointalent.co and get in touch with our team. Thanks until next time.